Hello, and a very good day to you. My name is Jim Harris, and this is Heritage Bible Radio. Heritage Bible Radio is an extension of Heritage Bible Church in Boise, where it's my joy to serve as the teaching pastor. Every day, we devote our radio time to studying a portion of the Word of God so you can know Him better through Jesus Christ and serve Him better through your local church. This week on Heritage Bible Radio, we continue with our study of Paul's letter to the Ephesians. Ephesians chapters 1 and 2 are all about what God has done for us, bringing us from spiritual death to spiritual life and into eternal fellowship with Him and with others who belong to Christ. Chapter 3, verses 1 through 13, is a review and reminder. In chapter 3, verses 14 through 21, Paul writes a prayer that we will understand the significance of all that he has said so far, and that we will be filled up to all the fullness of God. This shows you how to pray for yourself and how to pray for every other Christian you know. Please follow along with Pastor Jim as he continues our study of today's slice of this week's message entitled, What God Wants for You. You will never be in in your prayer life any kind of a spiritual success, or in your walk with Christ, you'll never be any kind of a spiritual success to a greater degree than you accurately understand who God is. And you live in light of who He is. You know, if you just, if you think of God as the nice guy in the sky, um, you think of being a Christian as a matter of, you know, treating other people well, well, it, it is that, but infinitely more than that. You don't want to fall in just kind of, into kind of a sentimental liberalism concept. Uh, other people think that they're talking about holiness, but they think of God as a cosmic killjoy. If, if it's something you like, you know God doesn't like it because he didn't want anybody happy. You've got to be miserable all the time and you become an ultimate legalist. And there's those that see God as a divine magician who is under contract to them. And that's where they get into all the charismatic emotionalism and, and I'm going to do this and so that God will be obligated to give me what I want. What pathetic views of God. Paul prayed on behalf of his friends in Christ that they would understand who God really is and that they would experience who He is in their lives because they would walk according to who He is. And that's precisely what God wants for you and me. As we walk out of this place today, He wants us to know who He is. And then look a little bit further into verse 16 that He would grant you according to the riches of His glory. Now, stop there for a moment, and let's take that apart. The word grant is the, literally the word for give. It, it's a request that God would give something to you. Get a load of how Paul wants God to give to you. He, God loves to give to His children, but He says... I pray that He would give to you, grant you, according to the riches of His glory. He wants to shower good things upon you. God's glory is the 
the sum of all of his perfections, all of his attributes, all of the things that accurately describe them. Put them all together and that's his glory. It's all that he is. He is all powerful. He is all merciful. He is all knowing. He is all loving, totally righteous, all wise, all holy, all true. He's omnipresent. I mean, don't diminish who this is you're talking to when you are praying. And God gives according to his riches. God is not frugal about blessing his children. He loves to do it. Effective praying begins with understanding that you are praying to a God who can perform. He really can give to you. He can do whatever needs to be done. Now, I've kind of hinted at it already, and we're going to get to it next Lord's Day, I I trust, but I don't mind if you let your mind slip, if you let your eyes slip down a, a few verses and go to where the, this prayer is headed. Ephesians chapter 3, verses 20 and 21. When he gets done and it, praying for you, he's going to say this. Now to him who is able to do far more abundantly beyond all that we ask or think, according to the power that works within us, to him be the glory in the church and in Christ Jesus to all generations forever and ever. Amen. That's strong words. Prayer that is real prayer is addressed to that kind of God, the only God, almighty God, who desires to bless you richly according to the riches of his glory. In reading through commentaries on Ephesians, there is one by a, a pastor named John Edie from a different uh, generation. And I love the way he described this idea of God um, granting to you according to the riches of his glory. You know, if you're a little older and you use some different words, kind of sounds like you're smarter. This is just glorious. His commentary here, there is no fastidious scrupulosity or anxious frugality. I haven't used those words together ever, okay? But this is God. There is no fastidious scrupulosity or anxious frugality on the part of the divine benefactor. He bestows according to the riches of his glory, his own infinite fullness. And he loves to share it with his kids. He loves to spread it in the family. Paul could pray as he did because he comprehended the the generosity of God's grace. So pray knowing who God is. And then now we're going to get to a specific. Pray for God's power. Let's read all of verse 16 this time. That he would grant you, according to the riches of his glory to be strengthened with power through His Spirit in the inner man. Here's the first specific request in this prayer for you, to be strengthened. The word uh, strengthened is the translation, uh, translation of a word that means manifested power. It's often used in connection with God's creative power, that you, people would see God creating things in you. Not 
physical creations, but molding you into His image. And so, uh, strengthened is the request. Strengthened with power. Interesting combination of those two words. Strengthened powerfully. The word for power translates the Greek word dunamis. And yes, it is the word from which the English word dynamite is, um, is transliterated. It's the ability to perform anything. And so putting together strengthened and power means this is a prayer that the kind of strength that is inherently belonging to God, the kind of strength from which He creates, that it will be manifested in you. Now, how can that be? How can a quality that belongs only and exclusively to God be manifested in people like us? Well, the answer is in the next phrase. Strengthened with power through His Spirit. That's the key. The Spirit of God is the agency that invigorates and gives strength to Christians. It's another way of describing the Spirit-controlled life. It's a matter of being strengthened with power through His Spirit. It's a work of God that takes place in you. God calls you to do certain things. He calls you to act certain ways. He will always strengthen you to be the kind of person you're supposed to be and to do the kinds of things you are supposed to do. It is the work of His Spirit. And His Spirit works on us, I love this phrase, in the inner man. That's a way of describing, if you will, the real you. Inner man would be another one of that collection of different descriptions for uh, everything about you other than your body. Heart, soul, mind, will, emotions, all of the It's the inner man. It, it's, the, it's the real you. Spiritual power is a, a characteristic of every Christian who submits to the Word of God and the Holy Spirit. This is not something that's reserved for an elite class of super-Christians. It's, it's for every child of God. If we'll just discipline our minds and our spirits to study the Word of God, to understand it, to live by it, to pray according to it, and to seek to serve Him for His glory. Now, when you hear that phrase, through His Spirit in the inner man, you might be thinking, what's... What's that other verse where I've heard that? Well, I thought the same thing. It's 2 Corinthians chapter 4, verse 16. Therefore, we do not lose heart, but though our outer man is decaying, yet our inner man is being renewed day by day. There's the contrast, inner man, outer man. It is, the body is the outer you, if you will. The inner you lives in the body. You know, physically, after you reach your peak of physical development, probably as a, a, a young adult, from there on, if you're young, I don't want to break it to you, the top of the hill's coming real soon, <laughs> and it's all downhill from there. But spiritually speaking, you can gain a lot of momentum in those downhill 
years. If you would like this message on Compact Disc, let me know and we'll send it to you. You'll receive the entire message, not just the portion on today's program. You can order by phone at 353-4036 or by writing to us at 7071 West Emerald, Boise, Idaho, 83704 or on the internet at hbc-boise.org. Heritage Bible Radio needs your prayers and your financial support. Once again, you can reach us online at hbc-boise.org or by telephone at 353-4036 or by writing to us at 7071 West Emerald, Boise, Idaho, 83704. And if you need a church home here in the Treasure Valley, I hope you'll visit us any Sunday at 7071 West Emerald. For Heritage Bible Radio, I'm Jim Harris. See you next time. Bye-bye.